I just saw a thread on Facebook today where some woman wrote like, please tell me positive online dating stories. And there were like 200 comments of like, <laughs> I met my husband. I met my boyfriend. I dated 8 trillion guys before I met. So it, it happens. It does happen. But all of these people, the consensus was it's a numbers game. And I went on 8 trillion bad dates. Hi, I'm Dahlia. I'm not your therapist, but I am a dating coach, a matchmaker, and your new best friend when your real best friend just doesn't want to listen to you anymore. So let's have it. going to start this week off by saying if you have questions, comments, concerns, conversations, screenshots for me, please feel free to reach out on email, notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com or Instagram, notyourtherapistpodcast. I am always happy to have conversations, answer questions, talk about something I said that you disagree with, clarify a point, anything at all. So please reach out. And this week's listener question pertains to positive reinforcement. I received a message from someone saying, Honestly, why do these men go on dates if they don't want to meet people? I don't get it. And with this, a screenshot from someone she had gone on a date with saying, it was great meeting you, but I'm not interested in going more dates right now as I'm taking it pretty slow getting back into the mix. I think you are very sweet and I'm sure you will find what you're looking for. And I'm assuming she didn't respond to this message because it doesn't feel great to be told that someone doesn't want to go on more dates with you. But I would say in this case, if you can find it within yourself to respond to that message, a great thing to say would be, wow, thank you so much for letting me know and not just disappearing. Best of luck. Let me know if anything ever changes. We need to be taking these things and reinforcing them positively to continue this good behavior. This person didn't disappear on her. This person didn't sleep with her and then disappear. This person didn't make promises he couldn't keep. He may or may not have meant what he said. It may be that he went on a date with her and realized for whatever reason he wasn't ready to be dating. And it might have even been that the date with her was so good that he realized if I could go on a date that good and still not feel compelled to go on more dates, I'm really not ready for dating. And she was the one who showed him that. Or it might be that he didn't feel compelled to go on more dates with her and he doesn't want to date her, no fault of her own, but he just didn't feel it. It doesn't really matter. The point is he handled it in the best way possible. And if we want this kind of thing to continue rather than the ghosting culture that's been established, we have to be the ones to reinforce and say, great job. Also, we never know how his situation will change. Could be a month from now, two months from now. He may say, you know, I had a really good date and she was so cool when I told her I didn't want to go on more. I think I'm going to reach out again. And at that point, I hope she would still be open to it. I think the more we cannot just exhibit the positive behavior in ourselves by giving these kind of messages when we don't want to go on a date with someone, the more we can also tell someone you did a great job. Not just like, okay, thanks, cool, bye, lol, ha. But not that she did that, but saying, this was really great. You should continue to do this. This is how a new culture spreads. This is how new habits are built. This is how people learn different behavior. Ghosting has been kind of established as a norm right now. And unfortunately, it's almost a default and like a safe way of ending it with someone if you make it very clear that what you're doing is ghosting. But I think if we can establish, hey, you were great. I had a great time. I don't see this going anywhere. Best of luck. That gives someone closure. It makes them feel like a person. It makes them feel like they matter. It makes them feel like the moment you had together mattered. And that's what really prevents more damage being done to the person's psyche overall. I deal with people a lot who are just fed up with dating, exhausted. And part of that comes from 
being ghosted and being disappeared on and having false promises made and people not communicating like adults who shared either a moment, a date, a week, a month, sex, whatever it is. If you shared something with someone, it is courteous to give them some sort of closure and saying, hey, I'm not interested, but you're great. Good luck is so much better than disappearing altogether. Even though it can be a little scarier, I've almost never seen the person in return be like, you're an asshole. How could you say you had a great time, but you don't want to go on more dates with me? So I think my point has been made. Be the change you want to see in the world, but also when you see the change in the world, positively reinforcement. Tell that person that it made a difference to you, what they did, and they'll continue to do it. And through that, We will all learn new habits and new ways of being, and this thing will get better and more fun for all of us. Hello, welcome. I have with me here, but not really because she's in Minnesota, Gilly, Gillian, love the way it's pronounced. Thank Um, you. You live in St. Paul, Minnesota. You are 33 years old. You are a dog groomer. You reached out to me via email, and I'm just going to read a little bit of your email that you sent me. Um, Well, basically the subject line was help me. And you say you just turned 33. The only official relationship I've ever been in was when I was 24 and lasted all of two weeks. Um, Broke things off. He was, is a trans man and was two weeks away from top surgery. So there was a lot of other things going on. Uh, You identify as pansexual and I have to apologize because in one of our soon-to-be-coming-out episodes, me and Gina Bloom, who is a trans woman comedian, insult the term pansexual. Okay. We just think, we just don't like the term. We have nothing wrong with people who are pansexual, but she likes the term Janelle Monet uses, which is down-ass motherfucker, <laughs> um, rather than pansexual, but it's whatever floats your boat, and I repent for making fun of that term because if it it's fits you good. and it feels good, then it's good, and I'm happy about it. Um, and you said the queer community is pretty great where you are as far as venues and events, but it does feel pretty small, so you're finding it hard to date. You haven't been on the apps for a while, but when you wrote this email, you were about to get back on and kind of see what was out there. You date primarily anyone but cis men, but you said you were open to that as well. So I just love all this openness going around these days. I love it. I love I love how whatever we are now. It's great. So where are we at? Tell me a little about where we're at, because when you wrote this email, you were like, I think I'm going to start soon. I'm gearing up. I'm getting ready. Yes. I'm going to get on those apps. And people have always asked you why you're so, why yes. you've always been single, why you haven't oh, had a yeah. relationship. So Exactly. Talk. So right now, I haven't gotten back on yet because I uh, was just out in New York for a trip slash some physical therapy for my back. So I was kind of waiting till I got back, was going to do this with you because I figured I'd get some good, helpful tips from you yes. before I did. Um, previously, I had the Her app. I had Tinder. I had Bumble. I tried Hinge at one point for a little bit. Um, I do have OkCupid, okay or I deactivated the account, but still there. And I just am getting frustrated. I, I was kind of on and off for a little bit the past maybe year and a half to two years just because I was getting frustrated and my mental health trying to get that in order as well. So I can't remember when I last deleted all the apps, but I was like, I'm not in a place to do this right now. 
So I deleted everything and now I'm kind of at a place where I'm like, okay, I'm ready to get back out there. I just don't want to get super bummed and frustrated like I was before because I was finding a lot of, uh, well, getting to a conversation in the first place, that was difficult. I'd match with people and then they wouldn't respond at all. Mm -hmm. Or people would respond and then they'd ghost me immediately before we even had a chance to like get to a point of asking them out or meeting up. And then alternatively, I'd had somebody that would get like super excited. And I'm like, okay, whoa, you know, we just matched like five minutes ago. And you're already like, oh, you know, like, let's come cook for me. And, and I, you know, whatever else. No, it's, and, and at one point, I was like, okay, this seems weird. But then I'm like, well, it's better than no attention at all. But then again, a week and a half later, they've dropped off the face of the earth. Totally. Okay, so that, you know, is frustrating. As far as my dating history goes, I want to say I didn't come out to myself until probably like I was 20, I don't know, 6, 27 maybe. I think it was just before I moved back to the cities. Mm -hmm. A little before I moved, I was, um, and after, so after I dated the trans man for like a week and a half, Mm -hmm. Uh, Because at that point, I still kind of, I I still identified as straight. One of my good friends, Grace, invited me, well, more dragged me down to the cities to go to a gay bar for ladies night. And then that night she was like, Gilly, I think you should just pretend to be gay and then maybe you'll like it and just be gay. (laughs) Do you think this friend knew what she was encouraging you to do? And she was like, this girl needs my help. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, I don't know. We laugh about it now. Um, but I do specifically remember in my head that whole night saying like, if I was gay or if I was into women, like that's the type of woman I would be into. Mm. That's the type of person I would be into. And then it wasn't long after that where it's just like, why does that have to be a thing? Like, why can't you just like that person? Um, and that's where I I think it it is interesting. It's kind of something I think that's changing right now, but Mm -hmm. that we'll have this wall up around our identity and saying, well, but I'm straight. So, but I mean, if I wasn't, I would find her attractive. And it's like, well, what if you just found her attractive and you didn't have to decide whether that meant you were straight or gay or whatever you are. And that was a lot of what I saw like online with like social media influencers and just everything, Mm -hmm. learning that like everything is so fluid, including like who you're attracted to. Yeah. And so you could identify 99% as, you know, straight into men. But that 1%, you meet that one person. Sure. That's like, oh, you know, okay. And so I was starting to, you know, learn that and realize that. And so... After seeing, you know, you, you're online and you're reading comments on photos and videos of celebrities and people are like, oh, I'm straight, but marry me. And it's just like, well, why does that have to be right, right. a why thing? Right, right. Why the disclaimer? Well, and it's and, interesting because I'm always telling people, you know, I don't really believe in the whole type thing. And I really encourage people to go outside of their type. And that should apply to gender identity or whatever as well. It's like... I, someone asked me the other day if I ever encouraged my clients to try dating whatever they don't normally date in terms of gender identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really, but maybe I should. Because also, like, what's stopping us? You know, if we're going to broaden from, if I'm going to tell people, well, you should try short guys. Or, you know, you say you like this particular hair color and you should try something else. Why not? 
dabble in a little bit of everything. I think that would be great. And probably a lot of people would find a lot of satisfaction in that. And it's really not... Sex is sex and attraction is attraction. And I'm pretty sure you can feel it with a lot of different kinds of people. You know? Exactly. So let me ask you, first of all, your accent is adorable. This Minnesota thing is just (laughs) so cute. (laughs) It's so good. But what I wanted to say, oh, right. Okay. So you were like, well, I want to start, I want to start again. And I don't want to suffer and have it be horrible and frustrating again. And I'm here to tell you that it will be. And there's nothing you can do about it. (laughs) So accept that. And don't let it make you run at the first sign of, this is what happened last time. You kind of have to peel through the layers of the onion and keep at it for long enough. It sounds a little bit to me like you'll do it for a little bit and then it'll kind of suck and then you'll decide you don't want to do it anymore. And I hear that a lot too of like, well... I went on three horrible dates or uh, I had two frustrating weeks and so I took all the apps off. But now I'm ready to put them all on again. And it's like it doesn't have to be this feast or famine, black or white thing. It can be you don't have to put six apps on your phone. You don't have to spend all day every day talking to people. As much as I encourage it's a numbers game and it will help you the more people you talk to and the more dates you can go on. But if you're someone that gets frustrated and gets a little gun shy when things don't go well and you're kind of expecting the worst you can take baby steps you can wade into the pool you know what I mean you can put two apps on your phone and give yourself a limitation and stick to it so if you're like I'm gonna give myself I'm gonna swipe and talk to people for half an hour every day and I'm not allowed to do more than that so it's like after you've hit your half hour, there's no yeah. like, oh, should I be, who should I be talking to? Let me go get that little hit of attention. It's more just, I did my half hour and during that half hour, I'm going to set up one concrete date. Now, can you talk to me a little bit about, because you had trouble getting to the concrete dates. You said they'd be yeah. super excited and then disappear or they'd ghost you or yeah. whatever it is. So what well, do you think with that? Yeah. I... So to comment on what you just said, I actually mm-hmm. did that at one point where I was like, okay, I need to set limits because I would find myself just mindlessly swiping totally, like multiple times a day on all the apps. And I'm like, okay, this is not good. So mm-hmm. I would set it to where I would only swipe on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And then if I got notifications that I matched or that somebody sent me a message or something, I could do that during the week, but I was only allowed to like swipe on the weekends. So I was like trying to set limits for myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that was good at the time. But again, as far as getting to those conversations, it's like either I would message them first and they wouldn't respond or they I'd have like one or two back and forth and then nothing. I remember I matched with somebody on her. We had like one or two back and forth. What is her? I have not heard of her. So her is a female slash anybody on the spectrum kind of dating app. It's Mm -hmm. a swiping system similar to Tinder. Mm -hmm. And then I haven't been on recently. You can like like each other's photos. They also have some weird little like forum thing. My problem with her for a while was I kept getting, because I didn't pay for the premium service, I kept getting like underagers liking Mm. my profile. And sometimes it'd be like somebody who is 18. And then I go to their profile and says, I'm not actually 18. I'm actually... 16 and I'm like okay well I'm 30 well now I'm 33 I'm like no I'm I'm okay dating 
younger than me Mm -hmm. considerably, but my limit is you have to at least be 21. Sure. I think that's reasonable, more than reasonable. So, okay. So how did it work for you when you did try and limit it like that? I mean, as far as my mood and like it, I, I thought that was good. It was better for like me mentally, but I still was struggling because I wasn't getting, you know, when I did get matches again, they weren't respond, responding. The one specifically I remember matching with, she matched with me second and I messaged her and then got nothing. No, I messaged her. She responded right away. What, what are your messages? What's your typical opener? You know, I try and be unique, like pull something from their photo to comment on or like, cause I, I'm generally, I try not to be just like bland and say, hi. Can I give you, can I give you a tried and true recommendation? Yes, please. And this is going to sound stupid. I, I love the, um, idea of pulling something specific from their photo. However, you have to know that everyone is looking at the same photo. So what feels like pulling something specific to you is probably the thing that everyone is saying. Cause like, that's why they put it there, which is great. But I think it almost sounds like you're being a little almost too intentional and okay. too like trying to, I have, I have a cousin, I'll call him out. He's new-ish to the dating apps. He was in a long-term relationship and he is now on the apps. And at first he was like, I messaged this person and they didn't get back to me. What did I say wrong? What did I do wrong? Or like he would get very excited about something he saw on someone's profile or something about someone and be like, but I really like this person. And I was like, you're not allowed to like anyone until you meet them in person. You're not allowed to be super specific and selective about even who you talk to. Like you should widen your net, talk to more people, but that means for you and for your sanity, be way less specific in how you open because then that's already putting this kind of value on it that's going to make okay. it have more meaning than is helpful to you. It should have no meaning until you meet in person. Like that just shouldn't. Okay. They should just be someone you could meet at a bar. You know what I mean? So my opener, and you can tweak this so it's right for you, but it really works, is nice face, exclamation point. Everyone, I just gave away my secret. <laughs> Big secret. I have done this for clients that I swipe for. I have okay. done this for myself. I have done it for friends. And even though it is totally non-specific, for some reason it feels very specific to these okay. people, and they like it. It has a sense of humor. It's a little bit like I don't care. I'm just throwing this out there. The great thing about it is you can copy and paste it, and you can just shoot it off to a million people. <laughs> okay, it automatically says I have a sense of humor, and I'm here for a good time, and I'm easygoing. I think you have a nice face, which is obviously why I swiped you. It's a universal thing because everyone is just putting a picture of their face on their dating profile. So I would recommend my opener. Um, I will try that. Try that. If it doesn't, if it doesn't feel like you come up with something else, you can say like just something really basic, simple, a little cute and funny, but you don't have to comb through their profile and think of something clever to say and witty. Just get the conversation started. Once the conversation started, keep up your enthusiasm. Don't be too serious. Don't be too like really trying to get into the deep stuff or ask the important life questions before getting. Because also for you, I would say you need experience. 
Yeah, I do. You need to go on a lot of dates because at this point, whatever date you go on is going to hold so much value for you. And it really shouldn't because most of the people you're going to go on dates with are not going to end up being your partner, which is yeah. why we want to find a partner is because it's hard to find. So mm-hmm. just assume most of them are purely for you to have more experience, for you to figure out who you are and what you like and what you're into and what you're not into and what doesn't work for you. It's all just research. It's collecting okay. data. So it's, yeah. I think you really need to find a way to make it. Cause like I, I did say, don't worry, it's going to be terrible. But on the, on the flip side of that, it can also be really fun if you accept the terrible as part of the fun. Sounds good. So rather than this is horrible, I just want to be done with it. It's like, this is freaking hilarious. And I can't wait to tell my friends about this. <laughs> like, this is going to make such a good story. This is going to be hilarious to tell my partner when I do find them, you know, and it does happen. I just saw a thread on Facebook today where some woman wrote like, please tell me positive online dating stories. And there were like 200 comments of like, <laughs> I met my husband. I met my boyfriend. I dated 8 trillion guys before I met. So it, it happens. It does happen. But all of these people, the consensus was it's a numbers game. And I went on 8 trillion bad dates. So if you think of it as, let's say you have to go on a thousand bad dates before you find your person, then each bad date you go on, rather than being a stumbling block, is the next hurdle you had to cross yeah, to get that much okay. closer. You know what I mean? Yep. So I think it's it's having a sense of humor about it. It's knowing it's not you because it's certainly not you. It's everybody. Yeah. But just throwing it out there and then getting to the date as fast as possible. If you like what? anything about the person, you can be the one to be like, Great. This is fun talking. Do you want to talk more when we get a drink this week? What day are you free? Yeah. And just get to it as fast as possible. And if they're like, oh, I like to message on here for a while, just be like, cool, I'm not actually on the apps that much. I don't even let myself look at them during the week. So let me know if you want to get a drink. Yeah. Okay. Like you um, can set the pace. Funny story in regards to opening messages. So a couple of years ago, my friend got me in to reading and this was before uh, all the stuff went down with Aziz Ansari, but she got mm. me into his book, Modern Romance. Mm-hmm. And then I watched his show. And so I was like taking tips from his his book and trying, you know, like, okay, like what types of profile pictures? And he's like, be, you know, when you're messaging, obviously don't do the back and forth thing. Like get right to the date, be mm-hmm. specific. You know, don't say let's hang out sometime or let's get coffee sometime. Be like, do you want to do this thing at this time this week? You know, whatever. So after watching his show, the whole stitch with his show was that his character's opening line was, I'm going to Whole Foods. Do you want anything? Mm-hmm. Which eventually one. became a thing yeah. where people were doing it and women were getting all that. And But this was before it went out on the internet that this was happening. So I was like, I'm going to try that. So I messaged somebody on the Her app, going to Whole Foods, do you want anything? And they messaged back something like uh, cane sugar and black tea. I need to make, or I'm going to make some kombucha. And I don't remember what I responded. Oh, I, I said something like, I've never made kombucha. How long does it take? And they were like, oh, about a week, but we can make out in the interim. And Love I was it. like, I was like, oh, okay. But then what happened is I had asked, I found something specific for us to do. I was like, hey, the Guillermo del Toro exhibit is at the Minneapolis Institute of Art. Do you want to go on Sunday? And they were like, oh, I'd love to, but I'm camping. But, and I was like, sweet, well, hit me up when you get back into town. 
And then I hadn't heard from them. And I, I think it was like a couple of days after they said they were going to be back. I was like, how was the camping trip? Something like that. And I think they were just like, oh my God, it was great. So sorry. Things have been busy. How are you? And then I said, the Guillermo del Toro exhibit on Sunday, it's the last day. Do you want to go? Like, since you really wanted to go. And then it was like nothing. Well, so, yeah, I, I mean, it, so that's like one of the things that one of the experiences that I've had, it's like, okay. I, I get tried, it. N- I get it. But yeah. you should be having 20 of those experiences I a know. day. You know, like you shouldn't be able to remember, not, there's no should, but you, but like that should be one of a million that didn't work out and then there's a million that did. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I totally get that you tried something different and it was fun and, and she gave you this response that not many people gave you and I love that. <laughs> but it's there that we get in trouble when we get attached to the idea of this person Yeah, that we then can be so disappointed by someone we haven't even met yet. You know, it's yeah. like, okay, cool. They disappeared, whatever. You could always revisit that in another week and be like, hey, Guillermo del Toro's over, but... How about that kombucha? Whatever. You know, yeah. like, I'm still sorry. Traffic to Whole Foods is really bad right now. Sorry it's taking <laughs> me so long, you know. But there's just, a, it's there's a lightness to it. And yeah. knowing that so much of the experience is going to be things that go absolutely nowhere. And that's fine. And that's not okay. you. And that's not you doing something wrong. And that's not them doing even necessarily anything wrong. It's not even to add to the arsenal of like how terrible people are stories that everybody loves to post on the internet. Like just try and think of it as like, great, this is getting me that much closer to my goal, which I assume is some sort of relationship. Yeah. Um, And you may have, you know, a week long relationship again, you'll have a month, but you have so much more kind of terrain to cover before. I would even say you're allowed to be in a relationship because you just should have all these experiences you have you have very little experience and you've obviously focused on other things in your life like your mental health and your physical health which is great and Mm -hmm. if you're in a place now where you're feeling good with those things this can be a great experimental time just try everything see what works try one opening line mine one day and then try a different one another day come up with an alternate version of the whole foods thing you know just play with it and also change up your profile like Change your pictures. Change your change. Yeah. First of all, because it keeps you at the top of the pile in the in the apps. If you the more often you change things on your profile, so you do want to change things every couple of weeks or so. But okay. also, so to keep it fun for you, because it is going to get tedious, and there are going to be plenty of people who disappear. But I think I don't want you to hold on to that experience that you had before and kind of be expecting that. Yeah. I want you to give them a chance to surprise you. Okay. And to be surprised. So, but for that, you have to try things differently. You have to change yeah. things up and have a different expectation. I like the weekend thing, but I think it makes it a little bit concentrated. Yeah. So I wonder if maybe like an hour a day is better yeah. for you. Yeah, and that makes sense. Yeah, and just Spread opening up little. your schedule in your life and kind of being flexible and being playful and coming up with a list of activities you would want to do but also being totally down to just go grab a drink and not have it be such a well thought out well planned date which is lovely but like maybe they don't quite earn that until the second or third date that's true you know that's true it's not on you to be like I planned a picnic and I made sandwiches (laughs) and we're going to the top of this hill and there's gonna be a constellation with your name in it like you can just be like, hey, want to grab a drink at this local bar? I really like it. 
Yeah. Not to be too cliche, but there's a reason that um, people tend to like people who are assholes to them. And it's like because everyone needs to feel a little bit like they have to earn what they're getting. Okay. So you seem like a super sweet, kind person who probably loves to do things for other people. I do. And kind of like bend over backwards and plan things and show how much you care. And that's lovely. But these people should have to earn that. That shouldn't be a first date. You know, first date should be like, we're on my terms. This is what I want to do. You down? No? Cool. I'll move on. Like you could adopt a little asshole swagger. (laughs) I will try to do that. Can you do that? Yes. When's a time in your life that you have been kind of an asshole and it felt good? Um... Oh, gosh. You can't think of a time. I don't know that I can think of anything. When's the time you felt like kind of cocky and swaggery? I mean, I would say I had, I, there was a time, I, a small moment I felt smug a few smug. years ago. <laughs> smug. It, in a Go way. Ahead. I don't know that I felt cocky. It was, it was in real like, um, I had gone on a date with somebody to one of the local queer dance parties mm-hmm. and they ditched me halfway through the date. Mm. And I had called them out on that that night and they were like, oh, yeah, sorry, I had to go home. My dog was home too. Like, and I was like, hey, you couldn't wait five minutes to say goodbye when I came back from the bathroom? Like, what else? And so then, oh, like months and months later, I went to this really small dinner party, like, where there was like maybe 10 people plus the the host and their helpers and stuff. And that person was there and they were coming around to like say goodbye to people they knew and they were like introducing themselves and and shaking hands. And so they were just like, you know, hi, I'm so-and-so. And And I said, I'm Gilly. And they said, what's your name? And I said, Gilly. And they did just like, like, blink jerk like oh wait I remember who you are now kind of thing and it was just like oh nice to meet you and moved on and it was to me I just had that kind of like little vindication yeah of a smugness to it I didn't call them out like yeah you ditched me that you know yeah I'm not that type of person well I can but, see that and I wouldn't want you to be the type no. of person that you're not but what if you like could adopt their asshole swagger a little bit and this is so anti what I usually say which is like the change begins with us and if we want to be treated well we have to treat other people well and And that's true but that doesn't mean letting people walk all over you or going out of your way before someone has earned it like you don't have to cook someone dinner on the second or third date you can cook dinner together you can say you get the groceries I'll get the wine You can do stuff together, but I just feel like the sense I get from you is that you're someone who feels like you need to kind of prove your worth to people sometimes. And on the apps even being like, oh, maybe if I have like a cool date planned, that'll work. No. Save the cool date for when they earn it. Make them earn it. You know, on the apps, it's like, this is my turf. This is my territory. This is where I want to go. Are you coming or not? If not, I'll yeah. find someone else. Because you will. Okay. There's literally a thousand hundred million people, which is not a real number, on the apps. Like, you don't need to fixate on a person because you like something in their profile or they they had a cool, cool line about making out, although I love a line about making out. But, you know, it's like just onward, onward, onward. It's like snap, 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 we're moving on. And it's the horrible thing and the great thing about the apps is that we have so many choices. Yeah. And everyone kind of uses that to be like, well, there's so many choices. Why would anyone ever... 
like settle. And it's like, well, because everyone deep down wants their person. So if they find their person, no, they're not just going to be like, but there's a thousand more strangers I could talk to. We <laughs> want to find that person. But the advantage of all those thousands of strangers is if someone's not giving you the attention that you deserve and get into the date with you, you can move on to the next. There's yeah. plenty of people. And your goal right now is co- to collect data and information. And you have to do that by going on as many dates Lots as you of can. Dates. Yeah. Do you ever um, meet people in real life? Like give out your phone number? I don't. I'm not typically the type of person that just gives out my phone number. I'm, de- I'm the type of person that like, around new people depending on the person I'm a little more shy like at parties I you know I'm often like more listening or observing but around the right people like close friends sometimes I like can't shut up so it just there's that <laughs> balance it's a balance um, but at one point I did because I'm like okay I found a, a picture on tumblr at one point that Um, I really liked it. It was just a picture of somebody holding a piece of printed paper with a phrase on it. And it said, hi, I find you attractive. Please recycle this message by passing it along to another attractive person. Oh, that's cute. And I was like, okay, that's cute. I could make them make my own on little like small cards and hand it out. And it's kind of like a no, no pressure way to be like, you're cute here, you know, whatever. And I'm like, okay, if I go to any of the local queer dance parties, I could hand this out, you know, and then... Would it have your hang- number on it also, or would it just say that? I, I, no, I didn't put my number on it. I just thought it would, you know, have that, and just say, we're at the dance party, if I hand it out, and then I'm hanging with friends. If that person was interested, they could, you know, make a circle and come find me, or if not, then no pressure for them to, like, kind of talk to me. So I made small ones. Oh I had God. a bunch of them. <laughs> I'm They're looking like at it right small. now. It's so I made cute. them like different colors and stuff. And, you oh know, God. people said they were cute, or my friends did. I actually, a friend of mine took one. So the first time I handed one out, I, I went to this. It was a queer dance party here called Boss Night, and it was uh, geared more towards like the 30 plus crowd. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to put one in my wallet. And my goal is to hand this out tonight. Like, if I do nothing else besides dancing, I hand one of these out. Love it. So the whole night, I remember just like, well, I could hand it to this person. Like, I put too much thought into yes. it. Yes. I was going I was to like, say, I wish you had put like a stack of five in your wallet. So well, you could be right. like, bare minimum, I have to hand one out, which I feel like would have yeah. put a little less pressure it, on the one person in That's your mind. true. It was very small. It was a very small venue. But anyway, so I put too much thought into like, I could give it to this person. They're kind of cute. I could give it to, I was trying to find like that person that I was like, this is who I need to hand it to. So it got to be towards like kind of the end of the night where we were going to leave, like probably closer to like midnight because bars here only open till two. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I got to hang this out. I said I was going to hand it out. So I made like some circles. I was working myself up, got way too nervous. I finally just pitched somebody. And when I made the loop around to go hand it to them, they were in like a little circle with their friends and they had their back to where I was. So I went up to them and I tapped them on the shoulder and they turned around and I go to hand them their card and they turned back around and snubbed me <gasps> with their shoulder. And I was like, well, you don't, I can see, okay, maybe they thought I was trying to hand them my number or something, but they didn't know what I was handing them. And so they snubbed me and I didn't know what to do at that moment. I was so just like, what do I do? So I put it on their shoulder and walked ah, away. 
That's hilarious. And as I walked away, I saw it like fall down on the ground. And so I, I just kept walking to my friends. I'm like, all right, we're going now. Let's grab our coats and leave. Like we're done. Wow. And we left and in my, and just thinking about, it, I'm like, I hope that it fell on the ground and that they or their friends noticed it fell and they picked it up and went like, Oh, why did I snub this? This is a nice gesture. Like it just says they're attractive, pass it on. So, um, then last year for pride, there was a pride party I went to and I put another one in my wallet. I was like, I'm going to hand this out and it's going to go better than last time. And I picked somebody and I handed it out and then spent the rest of the night dancing. And that what, was it. What did was, they do when you handed it to them? Um, you know, I don't remember. I, they, they accepted it and smiled and I think looked at it, but I was just like at that point walking away. In my head, my goal was just like not have a disaster like the first time. Oh, Let's just hand it gosh. out. And I was proud of myself for that, at least. I'm proud of you for that. I'm glad that you was... did it again. Can I give you some notes? <laughs> yes. Okay. I figured you would. <laughs> um, I love this. I love the idea of it. I love that you did it. I love the intention that you put into it. And I love thinking of you when you were making these cards, like the pr- <laughs> probably a little like excitement in you that oh, you were going like, to hand these out. My yeah. table. And you obviously enjoyed it so much. So I do want to say anyone who dates you is a very lucky person because you're obviously going to be awesome at making homemade presents. But one I would say, which you kind of caught, that you should, first of all, you should have five in your wallet at all times. A party <laughs> and an event is not the only place you can see someone attractive. You don't just... It's kind of like how you were, you go to these apps with this very specific like intention of like, okay, now is the time to talk to someone to see if I can get a date. It's like the world is all around you and is all your dating app. So you're closing yourself off if you think the only time is like, I'm going to this party. I'm Now it makes sense. There's going to be a concentration of people, probably single, yeah. probably queer, but there's coffee shops, there's grocery stores, and this card is the most harmless thing in the entire world. It's not, it's not asking anything of the person. It's not. So yeah. I think just for you to even have it in your wallet will give you like a little tickle inside and a little like joy at like, I could just at any moment make somebody's day. Yeah. Like I could just hand it out, give it to the grocery store clerk, like who cares? But my other note with that would be, I wish that it did have your number on it. And I kind of want you to take a Sharpie and just scribble your number because they're so cute and they're so intentional and you clearly like made them ahead of time. But that could make it almost feel like it's a business card of some kind. Like I think if someone handed that to me, I would think it was cool, but I don't know that I would feel super special. Like I certainly wouldn't feel like there's any reason to come after you. Like, it would feel like, oh, this person has, like, some sort of social project they're doing. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And that, like, they're obviously trying to spread love and joy, which is a beautiful thing, but they're not asking me. And in this day and age, I'm not going to go give them something they didn't ask for. Yeah. So in that way, and also because I've lived in cities like New York and L.A. where people do stuff like this, you know, where it's like the hug 
project or free yeah. hugs or what it's like it's like could be anything and I think it's a little bit your way of protecting yourself by not asking for anything in return <laughs> and being like I'm not asking I'm just I just wanted to give you a compliment and nothing else I don't need anything from you you know and it's I mean, like that's pretty much it yeah and you're fucking adorable you don't have to apologize you can have just what you want like everybody else and you can ask for it and you're just not you're not gonna get it if you're yeah. if you're if you're going after it by saying, but no, I don't, I just, I got you this nice thing and you, I'm just going to go, I'm leaving now. Like you can take up space, you know, and you can ask for what you want. You are a, a wonderful, adorable person and anyone would be flattered, but also anyone would be stupid to not want to go on a date with you and find out who you are after a gesture like that. Okay. So I would take a Sharpie and write your phone number on don't make a whole new batch with your number neatly printed in comic sans take a sharpie and scribble it so what it looks like is she had this card whatever this card is she liked me enough specifically me to take a pen and write her number down for me and then the other thing i would say and this is a lot i know so we can do baby steps it could start with just have a stack of them and be open to the idea that you could meet people anywhere But then I would say, maybe try talking when you hand the card out and say, "Okay." and this is a tip I gave to someone the other day because she was like, I'm not, you know, I'm kind of introverted. How do I give my number to someone like at a bar? Like I'll, you know, I'll see these guys, but they're not approaching me. What do I do? And I say, wait until you're about to leave. Make eye contact with them beforehand. Smile. But you don't know what I'm not telling you. You have to go have a conversation with them right there. That could be terrifying. I totally understand that. But if you want to walk up to them as you're leaving and say, hey, I noticed you. I think you're really attractive. Would love to grab a drink sometime. Here's my phone number. And then guess what? You get to walk right out the door. And if you're not, if they're not interested, no harm, no foul. If they have a significant other or whatever reason, you still made their day. You still did a really nice thing karmically and made someone feel good. You lost nothing. The worst possible case scenario is the snubster, which already happened to you. And yeah. you live to tell the tale and even laugh about it. <laughs> I did. So if you keep in mind, that's the worst thing and you're laughing now. Imagine the possibilities. If you actually talk yeah. to someone, they got to see how cute you are and hear your little accent and your smile. And <laughs> you are not only handing them a card that says, hello, I think you're attractive, but also saying, I specifically think you specifically are attractive. And I specifically yeah. would like to go out with you. Okay. Does that sound... How terrifying does that yeah. sound? Does it sound... I mean, it sounds terrifying, <laughs> but I it's doable. Yeah. I mean, I Again. I think you're at a different place than you are now, and I think you want to be careful to not let past experiences kind of dictate who you yeah. are currently. You're 33. You know this is the time, I think, that we start to become human people. So mm. that means you have confidence. You know who you are. You've dealt with your shit. We still all have plenty more shit to deal with, so don't think that anyone doesn't. But yeah. you can confidently, with some swagger, give out your phone number and say what you want. And it doesn't have to be, I'm not asking anything in return. I just wanted to do this nice thing for you. Because that's lovely. That is freaking lovely. But that's not going to get you laid. Yeah. You know? And we want to get you laid. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so. That's what my friends keep telling yes. You need to get laid. So that was another thing I was going to ask you, which we've kind of already touched on, but I do like to ask people. Uh-huh. If I were to ask your friends, not you, your friends, why is Gilly single? Okay. What's her diagnosis in like one sentence? 
Um, that's a good question because I don't know that my friends have necessarily have any ideas why or if they haven't said why. I mean, maybe it's because I'm a little more shy. Put yourself in but, your friend's shoes, watching from the outside, objectively. Okay. Watching what you've been through, watching your experience, watching the way you are yeah. at parties and events. And what would they say? You're too shy. Probably. Yeah. I would say maybe. I I guess. I mean, I could, yeah, it's too, I can't like just text my friends now and be like, why do you think I'm single? <laughs> you could. Um, we'll have you back next time or you can email me. Yeah. Well, I mean. I do want to know. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think that's about right. But the thing is. The shyness, you're obviously not that shy. Like, we're talking, and it's totally normal and easy. We've never met before. You're bubbly and fun. You have lots of great stories and thoughts and ideas. You're obviously creative. So Mm -hmm. I think it's just more that you think somehow that you have to earn the right to have the friggin' things you want and the swagger that everybody else has and I'm here to tell you you don't they have to earn it you know and I I mean it is going to take a little bit of overcoming that initial shyness but I have a feeling with you that that is just kind of like a false bubble and if you pop it one or two times it won't be there anymore because it's always the first time giving out your phone number or making these moves or changing your behavior is scary and feels artificial but you kind of have to fake it till you make it and just like put on your swagger shirt yeah. and break, the, break habit. the habit and the first few times it's scary and then all of a sudden it gets easier and easier and easier and then you're just like hot shit which you are <laughs> what would you think about starting a chat on one of these apps with hey do you want to take me for a drink at blah 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 uh I, yeah i could do, do that you think you could do that i would like I you to try. try that like 30 times. 30 times. I'd like you to do 30 times. Pick pick a place you want to go. It's not like this okay. art exhibit. That's the other thing. Is like for a first date, I really like to keep it to happy hour, cocktails, whatever it is for like an hour or two, but relatively low stakes. So rather than a like let's walk around and talk activity, which can be great yeah. for a second date because then you don't have to just sit there and stare at each other. First date can just be like casual. I'm making a two-hour window in my night for you. Okay. And if you want, make plans with a friend for after. So you have to leave so there's not expectations that the date's going to go on four or five hours, you know? Yeah. Okay. So if you pick, like, your local dive bar or whatever you like to go to and hit up 30 people, hey, want to take me for a drink at blah, blah, blah. You can also do... Yeah, I can do. You could do, hey, can I take you for a drink at blah, blah, blah. But I kind of like the swagger of them taking you. And I just, because I want you to kind of own that and get into that swaggerness, I I think it's got to be, just try it 30 times and let's find out what happens. Okay. It would be really interesting. I'm definitely good trying that. Um, Not that I'm like hesitant. It's more just like getting to the point of getting people to match so that I have that many. For that, I would want to take a look at your pictures, which... Is not great for a podcast. Can you tell me like a little bit what your profile typically says? You know, at one point, and I want to say it was after listening to you on the Lady to Lady podcast. There was something you said that I like was taking note of. Um, I don't remember exactly what was what you said, but you said like 
some, you know, don't be too broad, but say something funny that, you know, like swipe right if you hate pickles mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm, of thing or something mm-hmm, like that. Yeah. And something that they could comment on or joke with. And I think I said the basics, what I do for a living and whatever else basics. And then I said, I was once called a hooker by a three-year-old boy. I love that. (laughs) Tried to put something funny in there. I think I tried to go into my OkCupid profile, like whittle it down. Because, you know, OkCupid has the really long, like, drawn out paragraph, you know, things for people to write paragraphs and stuff. So I don't remember what I last had it as. But I know at one point I did change a couple of my profiles too. Like, yeah, I was once called a hooker by a three-year-old boy. Well, I love that anecdote. So keep that there for sure. Okay. And I would say without having seen it or knowing the specifics of it, that similar to, to everything else, make sure that you are not in any way apologizing on there or making yourself kind of smaller than you are. Okay. Make sure it's like, fun, stupid, silly things about you, which also means you can say kind of embarrassing or funny stuff because you have so much confidence that you're willing to tell people this stuff, you know? So I love the hooker thing. Or like I love, I am so shy that I made cards to tell people when I thought they were attractive. That's going to call out to someone. The more specific and honest you can be, the better because it's in it's not gonna appeal to everybody but we don't need to appeal to everybody but it's gonna say to someone like oh my god that's so cute I have to talk to this person okay and it can be done in a non-apologetic way it can be like I have confidence about this embarrassing fact about me like I love to tell people that the reason I don't drive is because I got in seven accidents when I was in high school and they were all my fault. That's true. True fact. Wow. Um, and you would think I would be embarrassed about that, but I think it's kind of funny and kind of really um, defines who I am. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. I hope not. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like it's like, it's like being, there's something confident about being able to speak your flaws in like a, I have a sense of humor about myself, but I'm not yeah. self-deprecating way. Okay. So I think, think of a few of those things and do that. Okay. Or like swipe right if you're into asymmetrical haircuts. Because, you know. know. I do have one. That's true. Or, you know, I have the cutest accent. You think you do, but I do. Or like whatever it is, (laughs) a little bit of, uh, like a little bit of fake. I keep wanting to say dick swagger, but that is not what I mean. But you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I want it to be like, I've got the shit. Okay. It's fake it. That's the beauty of the apps is you can fake this shit until you get to the date. Until I get to the date. One of the things you said that I remembered was when you talked about unless you're like absolutely repulsed or like offended or something, minimum three dates with somebody. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's good. And, but when you said that in my head, I'm going, okay, yeah, I can do that. But can you, can you tell that to everybody I've been on a date with? Like. That would be nice. Well, what do you do typically when you want to go on a date with another person? How do you go about it? Um, I feel like it's been so long. I can't even. And the answer is yes, I can tell that to everyone. If everyone would listen to this podcast. Well, so exactly. share with your friends I'm and I'll like, change the world. I'll, I'll, exactly. We'll change the world together, okay? Yeah. But yeah, so, so in the past when you would go on one date and you'd be like, okay, I want to do that again. How would well, you follow Well, I up? do remember there was one time, so I met up with somebody at a 
at a drag show. They were there with their friends. Your life then, sounds so fun, by the way. What a scene. I swear to God, I'm moving to I Minnesota. Mean, What's going on? It, it sounds, I think, more fun than it is at the moment. But so I had asked this person to meet up. I don't remember. And they were like, actually, I'm doing this thing with my friends. And then we're going to this drag show at the townhouse. You want to meet us at the townhouse? And initially I was like, do I go? Do I not? Like meeting up with somebody when they're with their friends, that seems, you know, I don't know. So I did. And it was very like we were only there for a short bit because they had been out for a very long time. And so they were tired. And initially I thought I had blown it messaging then on the app again afterwards because they didn't give me their phone number. Like I gave them my number, but then they didn't use it at the time. And we messaged back and forth a bunch, which in hindsight is not good for the app. But they got really intrigued by something I had said and wanted to meet up for coffee to talk about it. And so we met up for coffee, had a really good conversation. And they were like, I really like what you had to say about X, Y, Z. Like, that's so great, blah, blah, blah. And so then I had like a day or two later, I said, hey, there's this outdoor concert going on at the Capitol on Saturday. This band is playing. Would you want to go? And they had said, you know, like, I have tentative friends with plans, but I'm not sure yet. I'll let you know. And then it was just kind of like nothing from there. Okay. Well, but again, the detail with which you remember this story is telling in itself, I think, because... It's yeah. because you haven't been on a date for a while, so you're so you're giving me a specific example, which is great. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, mo- many people are just gonna freaking disappear, say no, not be interested. We must be the change, and we must push through and power forward and keep asking. And if they say no, I mean, you did the right thing. You had a specific plan. You asked them for a date. Yeah. Great. I have no problem with that. That is great, and that's what you should be doing. So I'd say. With the 1,000 dates you're about to go on, because that's how many you have to go on, um, if you like the date or if you're not repulsed by the person, as you're leaving the date even, you can say, I had a great time with you tonight. I'd love to do it again. I'm going to contact you with, with the plan for us. Or okay. or if they mentioned like during the date, like, oh, I love this bar or I love this band or I love this thing, that you can quickly be like, oh, we should go do that. Then yeah. when you're leaving the day, you can say, do you want to go to that bar you mentioned on Tuesday, which is three days from now? You know, like pick up on what they're saying and what they specifically like to do. That also shows a lot of swagger and confidence. I tell that to guys a lot because they'll do the like, we should do this again sometime, which is very nonspecific and not hot. And yeah. the more specific and like confident you can be with the planning, the hotter. So, like, okay. want to take me to this bar? Gets you to the first date. Okay, since you took me, now I'm going to take you to your favorite bar. That that okay. message can come after the date that night. It can come the next morning. But I give you permission to be the aggressor okay. and to step into your swagger a little bit. A lot bit. A lot. A lot Because I think, I think it's there, and I think you have it, but I think you've – had some bad experiences it's been some time and you've gotten a little bit in your head and a little bit precious about it and if you just can think it's going to be a thousand experiences of some kind before I find my person and each one I have is a step closer maybe that will take some of the preciousness off of it all right you know yeah so I want to hear how this goes I want you to install like two to three apps I will do that. I want you to, if you want to send me your profile stuff, I'm happy to take a look at it. Oh, yeah, I will do that. Definitely. I'll log back in and see what's, see what's going on. What was there. Um, 
But then I want you to message 30 people with our plan. Hey, want to take me to da-da-da? Right. Or you can start with nice face, and then after a couple exchanges, you can be like, okay, so want to take me to da-da-da for a drink? Whatever you're more comfortable with. 30 people. Yeah. Of just like throwing it out there and then telling them what you want <laughs> and where you're going to go. And then okay. I want you to write your number. I'm giving you like this is... I'm not baby stepping you right now. I'm like throwing oh, you in the deep end because we need to, it's with you. It's, I think it's like, it up. we got to just push through the fear and get out <laughs> on the other side where you can just be like, I'm a boss. All so right. I want you to br- scribble your number on five of those cards, have five in your wallet at all time and give out one. I want to say a day, but I'll be nice. I want to say two a week. Two a week. Doesn't have to be at the lesbian dance party or the queer carnival or it doesn't have to be at these amazing events it can be but that's a lot of pressure maybe you just want to have fun at those things and maybe you're going to see those people again and you don't want to so it can be as you're leaving a store as it can be someone you wouldn't normally approach at all no one's gonna not like that hey i think you're super attractive here's a card with my number on it give me a call if you want to get a drink no pressure whatever doesn't matter we're just throwing it all out there you have to have a thousand so that's a lot. So you have to get there before you're even allowed to talk to me again. I'm no, just kidding. Um, okay. So you're going to send me your profile. You're going to go on. You're going to work on your 1,000 experiences. You're going to do your 30 swagger openers. And you're going to do two handing out cards with your phone number on them a week. Wow. You look okay. overwhelmed, but I'm excited. I, <laughs> it is overwhelming, but we'll get there. Yes. Uh, how do you feel about the kind of dating platforms like now there's on Instagram, there's the, the queer personals. Oh yeah, I love that. I don't know if you've heard of mm-hmm. that. I had, um, at one point, well, I, and this was a while back, but I submitted two personals. The first one didn't go over that well, but according to my friend, she was like, well, the first one, she's like, it could have been anybody. It was too like, Yay. just, yeah, blah. The second one, she was like, this totally speaks more you. And I actually, what it posted, I think I have on that post, there was a total of like 700 likes on that Damn. post. And like a total between people's comments and then my responses, there was like 70 comments on it, 70 some comments on it. So it got like a lot of good feedback. I had some people just all over the place just messaging me going, you know, like, I just, I'm not anywhere near you, but you're was the best personal I've read, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, I hope you have luck, whatever. I love this, what a, you know, because it was all song references. So I just kind of made this, like, personals ad out of song references, Great. song lyrics. Great. But nothing, I mean, I had a couple, maybe a couple local people, but nothing really came of it. I think you should take there it wasn't a ton of- as a confidence boost, as proof that yeah. you're oh, hot it did. and amazing. And you should use whatever you can from it to write your profiles on dating apps. Yeah. And if there was anyone of interest, you can reach back out. If you are yeah. in a different place now, if you'd be more open to going on a date now, if it just never panned out, if you had a couple messages. Yeah. You can always reach back out to something that didn't go anywhere. That's not yeah. off limits. As long as they treat you well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, People okay. are at different points in their lives. So, so much of dating is about timing that it could be that at that point they couldn't do it and now they can. So you might as well. Yeah reach out and okay. just yeah milk that for what it's worth okay i'm excited for you well thank you thank you so much for talking with me today yeah thank you yeah, for being yeah. vulnerable <laughs> i'm gonna tell people your instagram 
You are located in Minnesota, so if anyone lives in Minnesota or is going to Minnesota, hang out with Gilly. She's awesome. Hit me up. Her Instagram is G-E-E underscore monster. That's G-monster. See, even your Instagram is saying that you want to (laughs) be a freaking confident badass. So just like get out of your own way and do it. Yep. You can do it. I will try. I really believe in you. And I've I I feel like this year is gonna I'm hoping that this year's my year. You know, I'm trying to like every year's your year. Take every day's your day. I know. All the years leading up to this were your year because you were getting ready for your thousand dates that you're about to go on. It's never <laughs> ending, the year of the gilly monster. So just like you That's gotta right. you gotta just but it, it doesn't start without you. You have to jump in and do it. I do. So I believe you can do it. I know you, you can do it. And I can't wait <laughs> to hear about it. So 30, 1,000, 2. Those are your numbers. Are we clear? 30, 1,000, and yeah. 2. All right. Great. I'm so excited for you. I will I will do Woo-hoo! it. Woohoo! Yay. Thank, Thank you, so you much, Gilly. Gilly. And Gilly is adorable. Everyone look her up. I'll matchmake you in the second part here at the closing. But That's anyways. Perfect. Thank you for joining me so much. You're awesome. Yay. Bye. Bye. Just the tip, a dating tip. So after I got off the air with Gilly, she said also that she was wholeheartedly agreeing with my advice about not getting into a relationship until three months. She had a friend who recently got into a relationship with someone from an app and they got into a relationship real quick and guess what? Now it's over because you can wait on the relationship thing. It's not just like a goal to get to, but I've talked about that enough. That being said, just like you should wait on getting into a relationship, you should wait on deciding you like someone before you meet them. I did talk about this, but it's like we fixate on these people. We're like, we had such great conversation on the app. I love that picture of them. They're just my type. I like everything about them. They have the job I always envisioned my partner having. They're from the same town as me. Whatever, whatever we fixate. None of it means anything until you meet in person. You have to think about Chemistry is really the thing that's going to make the decision, and you cannot know your chemistry until you meet in person. They could do all sorts of things wrong, texting or right, and then be a totally different person when you meet them. So get to the date, get there, and don't get attached until you have met someone in person. Also, don't get not attached. Just don't get anything. Just get to the date. Okay. If you are interested in coaching, please reach out to us at notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you have questions, comments, concerns, screenshots you want talked about or dealt with on the podcast, notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com. On Instagram, notyourtherapistpodcast. Listen, rate, and review. That's fun. Thank you to Gilly at Gmonster, who is amazing. And if you would like to be matched with her, going to be in Minnesota, or maybe convince her to come visit you wherever you live, you can reach out to her. She's adorable, kind, sweet, giving, vulnerable, and crafty. And on that note, Gilly, I had one other thought. I think as beautiful as the attractiveness cards are, you probably should ditch them when you're trying to actually meet someone you want to go on a date with. I do think they feel just a little bit planned. They're almost too perfect and it's going to be hard even if you put your phone number on them for someone to feel really special about it. I would save them maybe for once you're in a relationship and you can say to your partner, I just love making other people feel attractive. If there's no ask involved, hand them out there or when you go to parties, That's fine, but I would keep it separate from the 
actual giving out your number, which I've assigned you because I think you want to keep it more specific and feeling more individualized for the people you're choosing. Because it is. Because there are people you find attractive. And not everyone is going to get a crafty card and be like, she made this just for me. So that's my thought on that. Anyways, reach out if you're interested in Gilly. Reach out to us. Thank you to my beautiful producer, Christine Bartolucci. Thank you to Melissa Gruen. Thank you to all of you for listening, rating, reviewing, and making dating fun.